All right, what's up Citywide? It's Mitch, uh, but more specifically, what's up Kirsten? What's up Tyler? What's going on? Hello. What's happening? Hey, so we're going to talk about the sales ops handoff today. And this is like straight up a backbone piece of our business. It's a huge part of what we do. And it's really important that we get it right so that the ops team can have their best chance at success taking over and managing a new account. So, you know, historically, I've always been impressed with how well we've handled and executed this process, but yet we still find ways to get better and iterate on what we're doing. And we add info that's needed whenever we learn something new. You know, here we are years and years later and we continue to improve this process. So I want to kind of go through this a little bit today with the two of you and jump in just a little bit more tactically and go through kind of step by step some of the stuff that we do to ensure we're being intentional about what we're doing and maybe present some of the stuff that people might not notice that we're doing with intention. So maybe a sales exec or an FSM or an admin just doesn't quite notice some of the reasons that we do things or where they might have come from. So does that sound good to you too? Yep. Sounds good. Game on. Let's do it. So uh, let's start out with the admin side. So Kirsten, some of the work actually gets done before we even show up or before we even pull up to the parking lot to begin the ops walk. So from an ad admin standpoint, like what if anything have you prepared heading into the meeting that maybe we don't quite realize? And is that stuff always the same or like might it vary from location to location? Typically going into an ops walk for the customer, we have the same investment recap terms and conditions and client directives. Uh, then internally we use the new account checklist from the uh, account handoff form. We're able to get some of those details filled out ahead of time, like the cleaning time or days and main contact information filled out uh, in advance, but it's still a good time to confirm those details. The only piece that can vary from time to time is if we already have the executed agreement, but otherwise it's standard documents for each one. Cool. I mean, I think that sounds pretty much straightforward. And, you know, there's some really unique one-off scenarios, like maybe a park dental or an aligner or something where some of that stuff is squared away in the background. Like we might have a blanket set of terms and conditions, or we might have a blanket client directive or something like that. But in any case, I think that pretty much buttons it up. So, uh, you know, so here we are, we haven't even started yet, yet we've started uh, the OpsLock process and now we're actually getting to meet at the building. So Tyler, from a sales perspective, I mean, you're in charge of all the sales peeps. Before the actual event starts of meeting the client, you know, maybe even in the parking lot, what's typically happening next that people can expect? <clears throat> All right, well, generally, the salesperson is greeting everyone uh, that's attending and making sure that everybody made it and knows where they're supposed to park um, to start with. And usually, if it's an odd parking situation, something like that, it's being sent out as part of the meeting invite and then confirming once you're there that everybody knows where they're going. Um, then either while waiting for uh, additional attendees or walking in with the, uh, the SE should be recapping what was already on the um, account handoff form, any unique items, any building scope or anything that could be out of the norm just so that the uh, admin team and the FSM are all aware of what might be coming um, and just making sure everybody's prepared mentally for what's about to happen in the building. This is the obligatory moment where Mitch reminds you that watering the plants has to be in the ops walk handoff uh, or the sales ops handoff. Right. Um, unique items. Unique items is right. Kirsten, anything else that comes to mind? Uh, someone once told me, and it <clears throat> stood out to me or stuck with me over the last nine years, that the ops walk really starts in the parking lot. Um, we had a situation at one point where the customer was watching us or they were in earshot and somebody was either like cursing or spit out their gum or something. and. It just wasn't a very good 
um, situation to like walk into and, and be the professionals. So just remember it starts in the parking lot and it ends when you actually leave the parking lot. I, that's, I mean, dead on. I, I don't, I remember that existing, but I don't remember what happened, but I also do remember a uh, wonderful former FSM, Jared, once barked at me for spitting on my way into one of his clients. <laughs> <laughs> They're a client at least, so it wasn't first impression, but anyway. All right, so here we go. We're done in the parking lot. We've done some work before we started. We're heading into the lobby. We're going to meet with the receptionist or maybe the customer's already actually there waiting for us. Um, but the customer sees a pile of people and I guess, Tyler, now what? Well, if the customer isn't there yet and we're going in to meet with um, the receptionist or gatekeeper, whoever's you know sitting there to uh, get us called in, it's the SE's job to you know walk up, introduce who we are, why we're there, who we're there to see, and make sure that uh, we get lined up, signed in, anything we need to do from that standpoint. But once the contact comes out, the SE's first job is to make sure that they introduce everybody who's in the group, because uh, we usually come with quite a crew of people, uh, and they want we want to make sure that it's clear why those people are there, not just, hey, we brought all these people, now let's go Now let's go talk. Um, we want to make it look like we are there for a reason and that we're being professional. Um, and once we have the introductions uh, done, then it is the SE's job to um, make sure that we find a spot to sit down, do we go through our questions, um, and, and basically um, get the meeting rolling from that standpoint. Sweet. Um... Kirsten, any other thoughts on that kind of lobby hangout session before we get started? Uh, the only thing that I'm pretty intentional about is knowing who we're meeting with. Uh, Tyler is usually holding the door, so if I know who we're meeting with when we walk in and greet the receptionist, it's easy to ask for them instead of just standing around waiting for Tyler to get back up to the front of the train. Um, but if there's any sign-in stuff that we need to do, I usually take care of that for everybody instead of passing around a pen to be a time saver or get visitor passes for everyone. Came on. So super granular, super detailed. Tyler got promoted to become a doorman, so congratulations. And uh, Kirsten Shocker takes care of back-end stuff so that we can all focus on just remembering our names and uh, not goofing up on whatever's next. So, all right, so we got to the lobby, we met the contact. Now, basic job titles are out of the way. Uh, Tyler's explained why well, we've got a bunch of people here. We're heading to this conference room that we got laid out to take care of paperwork. Um, so at this point, sales is still kind of driving the meeting. So Tyler, where are we going from here? And what are either you or the SE working on to make sure we knock out all the details we need so that we can start to move forward? Well, to take a step back, I guess, um something that should have happened before the meeting. The SE should have pre-sent the contact a list of basic items that we'll need to knock out so that they have an idea of what we're going to be talking about when we get to the conference room, and what sort of questions we are uh, going to be looking at. Um, we'll then get the paperwork signed off if we don't already have it done, and we'll go through the client directives with the customer, making sure to hit on the key points on the client directives without lingering and making it too long. Um, it's important to touch on those items so they know what they can expect of us, but we don't need to explain each item line by line by any means. Uh, we should also have explained that by signing the client directives that they're not agreeing to anything. They're actually just acknowledging the fact that we covered those items and what they can expect from us. Um, the other items that I mentioned earlier that should have been pre-sent to the contact that we also need to get while we're sitting at the table are uh, building access. So where should we be coming in and out of the building? Uh, we need to get keys to be able to access the building or key cards, whatever they are, get an understanding of what those look like, any alarm codes that we're gonna need to arm and disarm the building when we show up and leave at night. 
where should we be sending the invoices? Uh, if they want them, email, regular mail, and who and where to send them. Uh, emergency contact for after hours should something uh, need to be communicated with the customer after hours while we're there cleaning. And then be ready to stand up and get the general tour going and uh, hand it off to the FSM. Cool. So, Kirsten, anything that you know that you and the admin team typically are helping with to just ensure that everything runs smooth from like client directive standpoint, agreements, terms, conditions, and that you know well enough that you can help support you know a newer salesperson or in case anything gets tripped up upon? Yeah, I expect the admin or myself at the OpsWAC to be able to support um, any questions that might come up from the client directives or the agreement and terms and conditions. Um, the biggest thing that honestly the customers get hung up on is the print sign and date and title. Um, they what is your job title? <laughs> <laughs> they stumble over what order everything needs to be done in and it, it different it varies from each um, document anyways so but definitely the top portion of the terms and conditions to chime in or echo um, as the customer is completing it that that top portion is the legal company name and circle of the entity um, and then you know when we have the accounts where we are cleaning while the customer is on site the emergency contact is still something that we need um, it's obviously you don't want the cleaner going to the customer with their emergency they should still be hearing it from the FSM so just kind of some of those back-end things that still need to get figured out yeah perfect I think it's the, the, the beauty is is you know an SE might do an ops walk you know I don't know two to four times a month which I mean there's some pretty good repetition there but the admins are at everyone. And so they become like de facto experts on all these backend things. And so I guess just the last thought is the FSM, of course, the longer they've been here, the more veteran that they may be. You know, they certainly should have been on 10, 15, 20 ops walks at some point in their career. And they should be able to chime in here and there as well to help be supportive of any of that, you know, communication or challenge that may come up. So, all right. So last but not least, uh, we finally are about to end the most boring part of the meeting. And we got to get this thing wrapped up. We got to move on. Make sure we've got all the details that we've needed. At this point, we're you know killing off the conference room portion of the meeting. We're getting ready to head out. What expectations are we setting, you know, Kirsten, to make sure that we are heading out and we want to make sure we've got everything that we need? The salespeople have always done a really good job of giving me kind of the look of do we have everything that you need? So it does give me an opportunity to chime in for any missing pieces. Um, after I make sure we have all of that and look over the documents, then it's something along the lines of, great, if we can just walk the space uh, that we'll be cleaning, and if you can point out the janitor's closet where we're keeping supplies, um, trash and recycling, that would be helpful. Also, I asked them for any hot items for them to point out that have been a problem in the past, just so that we can stay ahead of those and make sure that our IC notes are calling those out ahead of time. Yeah, game on. So now it's my turn. It's about time. I finally get to talk more than just ask questions. So uh, FSMs, this is your moment. Listen up. Uh, this is where you got to get out to the front of the room. So if you're a new FSM and you're on your first ops walk, you're probably listening to this actually on your way there. Maybe you listened to it the day prior. Um, it is super important that when we leave that room, it's crystal clear that you are in charge. It's your show now. So a salesperson is going to get behind you either way to the back of the uh, you know group that's walking through or at least within earshot so if something comes up you can ask a question or an admin might ask you a question and the customer can hear that's you know maybe a moment of pause or we're unsure about something but 
you got to get up front. You start building rapport with the client because you probably haven't had much opportunity to. So what that looks like is typically just as you're walking through the building, asking questions about the space, asking questions about themselves. You know, how long have they worked there? I saw you guys do this as a company. That's pretty cool. Um, we also work for this other property. Um, are they a competitor of yours? Do you guys do similar stuff? You know, just things like that to kind of chit chat about getting to know them a little bit and demonstrating that you know what's going on in their building to some extent while finding a balance of not being just a straight up know-it-all because people don't like uh, going with a know-it-all. So a good example, I guess, would be if you are walking through like a printing company and they have big, you know, ink printer setups in their warehouse. Uh, you know, sure, we know that those generate a lot of dust. We know it can be hard to clean those offices because all that stuff makes it into the office. But Find that balance of demonstrating you've worked in printing facilities before, but not that you assume they're all the exact same just because they do printing. So get up to the front of the room, build rapport, ask some questions, learn about their facility, and make sure you focus on listening as much as you can um, and do as little talking as possible, which as we all know is a challenge for me. So, all right, I'm off my soapbox. It's back to Kirsten and Tyler. Um, so from this point, we're walking through the building. There's a number of moments where things can just come up and it might create pause. Anything from a term and condition issue or a weird expectation about a scope of work item, uh, maybe something that doesn't quite align with what we typically do. So uh, Kirsten, kind of back to you from an admin standpoint, how do you find yourself or a sales assistant like inserting themselves in to create pause in like a tactful way that it'll slow things down and it'll force just kind of an honest evaluation of maybe a unique expectation uh, loaded question, but how do you get that done? Yeah, there's a few phrases that I always fall back on. Uh, like, I'm sorry, I just want the ex expectation to be clear. Or typically that's not something that we handle. Tyler, is that something that you accounted for when you bid uh, this building? So there also has been cases where the customer isn't super warm. And in those situations, I think it's just good to take note of anything that does give you pause and mention it later in the new account email or when you are leaving the parking lot to make sure to bring that back up to Tyler in the FSM. Yeah, I think it's fine that the, if they're not super warm, you kind of have to read the room a little bit. Um, make sure the salesperson gets the look, <laughs> maybe without the customer noticing, and then the salesperson maybe knows the contact a little better and can chime in in that moment or take it up, take it apart in the parking lot later on. But, you know, Tyler, what are your thoughts on that general situation? Yeah, you know, it often happens where, you know, maybe the, the contact forgot to put, you know, mention something on the initial walkthrough uh, and it, it comes up afterwards and it's just the salesperson's job to insert themselves, whether they heard it or whether the admin uh, person heard it and brought it up. Um, but if it's something simple, like we just recently had somebody ask if we could empty a specific trash can that happened to be right outside uh, of the break room that we clean and it's one trash can that's going to take us you know a minute or two a night and so yeah we're not going to go back and adjust for that couple of minutes uh, every month that we're going to spend emptying that trash can but if it's something more significant um, the SE needs to be able to be comfortable enough to speak up and say hey we didn't discuss that in the initial walkthrough and I didn't account for it in the pricing and we can certainly help you with whatever that item is um, we may have to adjust the allotted timing that we uh, put into this building and what the pricing is um, and then it's basically the customer's job to say okay or say nope, you know, we can continue handling that or however they want to handle it. And, and whether it's us going back and adjusting our pricing and getting it back in front of them so that it's clear before we start what the price is or whether it's something that they decide that they're not going to have us handle. Either way, I would always rather 
have those items brought up ahead of time and have us not start a building over something like that, and then I would find out about those being issues down the road. Very cool. Yeah, I think those examples are both dead on. And I just had made a note that as I was reading through your responses in advance of recording that, I got a friend who uh, we talk a lot of business stuff, and he says all the time, run towards conflict, run towards conflict, run towards conflict. And, uh, you know, again, there, there can be a balance there. There can be a dichotomy, and maybe the customer's not warm, so we back off a little bit, and we have a sidebar conversation after the fact. But at the end of the day, we can't be scared to address these situations, whether it's in the moment or eventually uh, after the fact, we circle back and just say, hey, something we noticed was, and, and we deal with that. So, all right, home stretch. Uh, it's all said and done. We've finished our intro. We've sat down. We've signed paperwork. We've taken notes. We've walked the building. We've survived some awkward moments, and it's time to say goodbye. Uh, what expectations are set from that moment forward to make sure that the client knows what's next? So, uh, Kirsten, what's next? I always close and try to wrap up the Minnesota goodbye with when I get back to the office tomorrow, I'll send you everything we went over today along with our COI, our W9, and I'm sure your accounting department will need those. Other than that, you really won't hear from me again until the holidays. I send out an email to see if you have any schedule changes that we need to make the crew aware of. Um, and then I just try to be as sincere and as possible in thanking them for their time and, and using their name. So. That's genuine. <clears throat> Sweet. Love it. Tyler, what about you? Generally, me or the SE uh, will let the contact know that we're excited to get started uh, and clarify what those next steps are for the FSM um, and basically just uh, clarify any items that we still need from the customer, whether it's signed agreements or keys or whatever they are. Uh, and try to keep it short and sweet and let the FSM kind of do the final sign, sign off on the meeting. Yeah, and so then on behalf of the FSM as the, the ops representative in this room, uh, like Kirsten said, sincerely thank them. I mean, you've now built rapport with this person. They're going to be your comrade. They're going to be who you work for going forward for this property. So um, thank them, build that last and final rapport, and then make sure you set expectations of when you're going to be back to walk your cleaning crew through or maybe multiple cleaning crews in case the first team or two doesn't, you know, see themselves aligning with the property and being the right fit. Um, also kind of remind any expectations that were set for keys. I'm going to be back at this day or this time and you said you'll have them ready for me, right? Or, you know, whatever that may be. So uh, just prepare to sign off. So uh, Kirsten, Tyler, any other thoughts that popped up that we haven't hit? Nope. I think that's everything. I'm good. Very cool. Well, uh, I, sounds good to me. So. Uh, team, to close this thing out, just remember it's the sales executive's job and their role to get everything communicated and handed off to the FSM. And admin, you're here to help make sure you keep us all in line and uh, make sure that we're buttoned up. And then the FSM, you're in charge from that point forward. So that includes ensuring that anything that the SE or the admin team promised would get done, this is your client now, so you better make sure it's done. So if they don't get a W-9 or an insurance, it's ultimately on you, even though admin said they take care of it. So just make sure they're your client now. They're going to hold you accountable from that moment forward. So uh, Kirsten, thanks. Tyler, thank you. And uh, everyone else, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode.